Okay, guys, welcome to week three, October 11th through 16th. Uh, as you know, we will be covering all of the days in depth. Just as a quick reminder, the theme overviews, if you've been watching the videos, you should know this already. Electricity discipline is gymnastics. System is ventilation. Virtuosity is barbell. Fun is girls. We have Nancy this week on Saturday. Uh, and then neurological core, deadlift, and upper lower endurance are the assessments for the month. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just make sure you go back and watch the month overview that I do at the beginning of the month that kind of talks about the themes and how they work together. So uh, looking at this week at, at a high level, we got these deadlifts on Monday, right? That's part of our progression. Uh, we have this Nancy here. And you'll notice when you take a look at all of the themes that this is just woven throughout the month or the, the week, sorry, and also the month. But like, we're not going to see only ventilation, but you'll see some ventilation and it's like we do it on purpose it's it's purposely put in so let's take a dive into monday um looking at monday we have deadlifts like i had mentioned that's our progression for the uh for the month and then we have train hopping which is a descending ladder of power cleans and burpees over bar so starting out the session we got warm-up right so rdls clean high pulls muscle cleans dead bugs you know, we get a lot of feedback, positive and negative on the warmups, just the same way as we get feedback, a, a, a wide variety of feedback and everything we do. But this is uh, prepping us for the upcoming session, specifically through movement patterns, for the most part, we got deadlift, right, three sets of five building uh, at the at Brown, and then we got kettlebell deadlifts at white and, and uh, at white and then yellow, you know, back to the barbell moving up four sets of eight for that white, yellow, orange range. Uh, and if you're also familiar with what we do with, <clears throat> with central nervous system stuff within the map, you'll understand why the, the, the earlier levels have generally higher reps. So once we're through the deadlifts, we got the prep. Prep uh, here, we're spending more time on clean progressions, right? Because this workout has power cleans. Um, and these are coming from the ground. So just kind of paying attention to that and then reviewing burpees in remaining time. So some, everybody has the flow of the way the workout's going to go, right? The brief setup and rehearses meant also to get the rhythm of transitions and all that sort of stuff. The goal is sub nine. The system is full body burn and the levels considerations is weightlifting and API pretty you'll recognize this full body burn of how this should be. So Brian, how did this one go? And any comments you have on warm up uh, and any of the other things we've done, we've talked about. So far? yeah, I mean, the, the warm up is just movement pattern matching this, you know, almost every day is that way, just to keep it simple for you guys. Um, but yeah, if you ever think you need to change something for your specific population, because everyone has some different, different needs that they need to be met in the warm up just slot it in there. You don't have to hold tight to ours just because it's written in there, right? You have your, you have your own people uh, to consider. But th this workout is a little bit more difficult than a, a normal full body burn workout because of the power clean, because that is a more technical movement, right? But with the full body burn, we kind of have the urge to rush through to get that full body burn feeling. So you'll see the, the time is a little bit longer than, than a normal full body burn workout, but that's just because of the higher rep power cleans here at the top. So taking your time a little bit on those to make sure that they're crisp, you're not falling apart with your technique there, and you're able to stay consistent with that technique into the later rounds. But these 963, you'll definitely feel that full body burn. It will, uh, it will be uncomfortable, so don't worry, even if it doesn't come on in those first two rounds. 
Um, so keeping those power cleans crisp and then cons consistent and constant movement on the burpees. So if you start your set of 15, you're not going to stop until you're done with 15, same with 12. And then as we get down to the single digits, a little more urgency uh, on those. So again, you are getting the full amount of discomfort uh, that you deserve for doing a full body burn workout. And, you know, a, a point on that, you could imagine that this is VPP or, a, you know, aerobic power on the plumbing side leading in to full body burn. But the reason, sure. one of the big reasons this is categorized as full body burn is because of the movement selections, right? Like Brian mm -hmm. was mentioning, power clean, burpees over bar, big body movements. I'm moving a lot yeah. of weight. I'm doing a lot of stuff. You know, classically a VPP or an aerobic power on the plumbing side workout would not have these super high powered movements, only two of them back and forth. And that's really why the it's categorized as full body burn. But this goal time is outside of what would classically be, con be considered lactic endurance or lactic tolerance, right? It's, it's longer. Normally we're looking like three, four or five minutes, but just the nature of this, you'll see this in CrossFit where it's, it, it's sort of morphing between multiple systems. And this is VPP up to a certain point, like Brian had said, nine, six, three, and then it kind of kicks over and it's just the pain cave. And that's kind of like the way it, the way it goes. Um, and then uh, anything else you had, Brian, on that? No, just uh, I think really emphasizing the technique on the power cleans early on and then letting them know that it will get uncomfortable towards the end. So don't, you know, don't try to get uncomfortable right away. Yeah, if you go 15, 12 unbroken and you're blue lipped at, at that point and you've gone three <laughs> yeah, minutes, four a, minutes, oh, it, God. it's a bad, a bad it's miserable place anyway. Be, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, blue lipped is my classical description of, of, uh, yeah, you of, say that a lot. Yeah, it's like blue lipped and lost. Like you don't know where you are. Like you're looking for your mom. Yeah. Like what's going on here? Um, cause I've seen that. I've seen blue lips. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One time I remember we were doing, uh, we were doing like someone brand new came in. They were, we were doing an onboarding and they looked, fit and totally good to go. And he did like 15 burpees or 20 burpees as fast as he could. Like I, this was years and years ago. And he just came up and he just looked and that's where I, I have that image in my head all the time of, of that. So extra credit, Funny. neurological and core. This is, uh, if, you know, our assessments, double unders, ab mat sit-ups. Again, if you're taking a look at what we have for the assessments for the month, neurological and core plays a role. You'll see this thrown into our extra credits. We get questions about how things are put together. It, everything is thought out. Our extra credits are layered throughout the week. Um, always, you know, two sessions generally that are linked to the assessments at the end of the month. So just kind of keeping that in mind. So that's your Monday. Tuesday, we have uh, Mud Crab. This is bar muscle ups, right? So we have bar muscle ups in this day. It's an ascending ladder of bar muscle ups with a static rep of 15 wall balls and, and uh, 50 double unders. So when we're looking at this, we just want to make sure that we're spending a good amount of time reviewing the movements, obviously. But before we even do that, we have our warm-up, scat pull-ups, med ball squats, uh, med ball press, and uh, calf raises. So once we are through that, then the workout prep, we have a movement review. This again, bar muscle-ups. Not everyone's doing bar muscle-ups, obviously. Brown is doing bar muscle-ups. Uh, purple and blue are doing jumping bar muscle-ups. Okay, when you're throwing a jump in there, you want to make sure that someone can get up and over that bar. And they're not like, it's not so low that they're having to just chicken wing their way up, right? So we want to make sure that everybody's familiar with the versions they're going to be doing. Uh, they're practicing, even at the earlier levels, they can still practice these arch hollow swings, getting these fundamentals down. 
down, uh, but just getting everybody familiar. Ring rose at white, yellow, orange, you know, so just making sure that full contraction, super solid reps. Uh, then reviewing double unders and wall balls with remaining time because this workout, the goal is 15 into the round of 15 or more. Breathe and burn is the system. So just thinking breathe and burn, I'm going to be breathing and burning, right? We try to simplify these names so that it's very intuitive, but I'm doing my bar muscle ups. I got my 50 wall balls. I got my fit or sorry, 15 wall balls. I got my 50 double unders at, at Brown and I'm just going through and those muscle ups increase three, six, nine, 12, as I go up levels, consideration, upper body pull API and neuro and core. Uh, and then you'll notice here, set up inverted bar rows instead of ring rows, if possible. This is for white, yellow, orange. M important note here, right? So we do a, quite a lot of ring rows and we like to mix it up and we want, we want to make it, it as close as possible to what we have at the brown, which is off of the bar, which is static, you know, the bar is uh, not movable. So we want to think that same thing for those lower levels. So if you do have the availability in your facility to set those up, um, you, you would set up a, you know, a barbell on the rack and it would be, you wouldn't be, you, you know, I'm, I hope everybody knows what I'm talking about. When you set up the barbell and you drink yeah, uh, yeah. barbell rows off of the, um, off of the rack. So yeah, Brian, how did this one go in class? We talked about this one a little bit beforehand, uh, but yeah, let us know. Yeah. We'll, we'll link those inverted bar rows too. So you, you know, you know what the movement looks like, how to set it up and all that. But yeah, this workout is all bar muscle ups, especially for, for the Brown level, obviously, because those bar muscle ups will start to fatigue and you will start to, you know, take bigger breaks in between reps in between sets. So keep in mind that that 15 is, is a tough 15 for the Brown level, but the lower levels might get into the round of 18 or a little bit farther, just because the complication of fatigue uh, that occurs in that, in that bar muscle up. Um, but Brown level had no problem with the wall balls and double unders. It was almost like a little bit of a, a break between the bar muscle ups, which is what it was meant to be. And then the jumping variations for blue and purple works out really well because they will feel some of that fatigue, right? As they get more tired, that turnover, even while jumping, becomes a little more uh, difficult, but that's what we want, right? We want them to feel that fatigue, that difficult uh, uh, technique that will carry over into the regular bar muscle up eventually. And then with the inverted rows, it was pretty similar to, to where the blue and the purple athletes ended up just because the fatigue of the pulling. And again, we're, we're switching it a little bit uh, from the ring row to the inverted bar row, if you can, uh, just because it, it's a different, a little bit of a different stimulus in that pulling, right? We're holding onto the bar. Uh, instead of the rings, so they will get a little more of the same fatigue that that the bar muscle up produces. So really focused on tight technique all the way through on those gymnastics movements, and then unbroken sets on the wall balls and single unders to kind of break up that that more um, you know muscularly dominant movement that the workout starts out with. Yeah, and you know <clears throat> moving into our accessory piece for the day, uh, Brian, you want to just quickly go over that? We got V ups, hollow rock, yeah. plank marches, plank. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it, anytime we have four quality, three to four sets, it, I mean, if you guys get two sets done, it, it really depends on how long it takes someone to get through this for quality, especially after the workout. Uh, so usually I'll just set a timer for 10 minutes or whatever you have left in class. And then, you know, if they get to four rounds, stop because we have some ninjas out there that just, you know, can do core work and body weight work, you know, exercises all day straight through. But some people, you know, two rounds of this is plenty. Uh, but just really focused on tight technique. So holding that hollow position throughout your V-ups, carrying that into your hollow rock, and then flipping over, same thing, super tight plank position as you go through the marches, 
and then maintaining that plank through the next 30 seconds. So just, this is a lot of position work and just learning how to tuck the hips and maintain that hollow in both, you know, the, the hollow position, the hollow rock and the plank. Those positions should be exactly the same through the trunk, just flipped, right? So we're just, you know, working on a little body awareness there as well. And, you know, if you guys are familiar with GS, uh, gymnastic strength training or any of these long-term, very basic fundamental progressions, if you've done any of that, you know that it requires focus and discipline and attention, all these things. These are where you really make big progress. So if you can teach your clients to be focused on this stuff, to really work on engaging the right muscles and staying present with what they're doing, it's going to make a big difference in their progress over time. So this is just a, a layered, like people look at this and like, this is boring. I don't want to do yeah. this, but you know, well, okay. The, the fact that it's boring can, I mean, not on its own, but it can make it Man. valuable because I got to stay focused. I got it. And I have to make it interesting and I've got to be really, yeah. uh, you know, paying attention to the details. So just a little note on that. And then the extra credit, yep. we got mobility, dead hang, tricep lat stretch, extended child's pose and lizard one minute each rotating through that. Um, uh, as you see fit. And then when we look at the system, breathe and burn 80 plus effort, 80% plus effort with burning, building on the rings and wall balls. So you'll notice the, you know, on those, the, uh, the uh, bar muscle ups um, on the ring rows uh, and the wall balls, you'll just be, it'll be burning more and more. Those double unders, you'll have a little bit of a break in terms of the shoulders, but the breathing still, well, maybe not even on the shoulders, you'll still kind of hit it. Yeah. So just kind of keeping in mind 80 plus. And also the reason it says rings there and not bars, because most of the burning is going to be for the lower levels, the jumping and the bar muscle ups, the burning isn't really going to be there for those particular movements. That'll be a little more breathing, uh, but they'll get the burning in the wall balls for sure. Um, so and just if you're wondering, I know it seems like, you know, it doesn't make sense because they're doing bar muscle ups, but burning won't be a factor in the bar muscle ups. Uh, until you get, I mean, uh, if you do yeah. have the capacity to do them unbroken exactly. and you're going high levels, you know, but we're talking to about a, a minority, right? Um, okay. Yeah. So that was Tuesday, Wednesday, we have handstand pushups. Uh, this is an EMOM, piked handstand pushups, uh, orange, blue, and purple. And then we have yellow and white doing dumbbell presses. So an EMOM just getting high quality reps in. We're not looking to be hitting failure or anything like that. We're looking to get high quality controlled reps in. Before we do that, and the handstand pushups are warm up, three rounds of wall slides and uh, FLL, FLR, which is front leaning rest to down dog. Uh, and then good mornings and bent hollow holds, right? So three rounds of that afterwards. So again, prepping everything, getting it ready for the handstand pushups and then going into the uh, the work this workout that is, it reminds us of the um, upper lower endurance. And that's actually, there are elements that are, that play into this. This is, we can treat this as a training session for the assessments at the end of the month. So if we take a look here, uh, where we have a buy-in of 40 or 30 Cal air bike. So male, female, 40, 30, and then three rounds of ab mat sit-ups deadlift at a relatively lightish weight, right? For deadlift, 135, 15, and then nine push presses, and then a 20 sec front rack hold that's holding the weight in the front rack. Three rounds of that. So you can just get an idea of how that's going to feel. Um, sub 15 is the goal. Breathe and burn is the system. Deadlift, upper body push, right? Obviously reviewing all the movements before we go over, uh, we start the workout. But Brian, this is a, an interesting one, especially with that front rack hold in there. Um, oh, yeah. how, how did this go? Yeah, this one, it, 
when you're looking at this, this looks like it's not going to take you 15 minutes. It looks like it'll take you like nine minutes, right? It just doesn't look that that long. But because of that air bike, there's something that the air bike does. And you guys know that just kind of puts sludge across this whole workout. Everyone's just moving a little bit slower as they go through after the air bike. So it's just a matter of, you know, making sure we're pacing that air bike accordingly. There were a few people that kind of, you know, went out a little hot on that bike and kind of, you know, put themselves in a hole. So just keep that in mind as you're going through that. Take your time on the bike a little bit, you know, even three minutes on the bike is fine. Don't try to get this bike done in a minute and a half or two minutes. You should be able to roll right into those ab mat sit-ups, deadlifts and push press straight through pretty, pretty smooth and pretty consistent, but not rushing through these reps is, is very important uh, because it can get a little sloppy on these push press, particularly if you start to rush. Uh, and then of course you have that front rack hold afterwards that if you're, if you're too fatigued to hold in the front rack properly, it, it will get to you. I think this is the sneaky, like, you know, difficult movement in this workout, just holding a barbell at 135 in your front rack kind of sucks. You know, uh, the, that's, that's usually one of the most uncomfortable parts of a front squat. So and especially after the push press, oh, right? yeah. I got so after right. the push press and then you have to do ab mat setups after it's just that compounding effect. So you know, a quick break between your deadlifts and your push press, because after your push press, you're going to go right into the front rack hold. So, you know, almost treating this as a, as a complex, right. Where you're going right from the push press into the front rack hold, because if you put that bar down after the push press, you have to do a power clean, right. It's a whole, it would be a whole situation if you put that bar down. So just pacing that accordingly, and then trying to keep the deadlifts and, and push press unbroken as well, because we are like Nathan was saying, kind of prepping for that upper lower endurance, just having those two elements together uh, will get you ready for the assessment at the end of the month. And if you need to uh, sub rowing in for the air bike, we did just one-to-one -one calories just to keep it simple um, time. It might be a little bit shorter, but not so much that it affects the whole workout uh, just because we do, you know, there's, there's enough work afterwards to, to compensate. Yeah. And you know, the extra credit Turkish getups, uh, oh, you know, I'm a big fun. fan of Turkish getups. I did a workout one time years and years ago that was 70, a hundred reps at 70 pounds, which took like forever. <laughs> and you I, it was that a, for me one time, man, it was a progression I tell that story all the time. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you can do that, then 40 to 50, again, there's no, there's no weight yeah. here and it's an accumulation, Quality. right? So you're not looking to rush these. I think most people know, with the Turkish get up, you know, with the precarious nature of having this uh, kettlebell over your head and doing all, you just want to be careful, want to go steady and treat this as strong man, right? Not necessarily bodybuilding, but like in a sense, but a little bit, yeah. we got, we got durability, we got, you know, stability, we got the body moving through this range of motion. So um, that's the extra credit. Again, that's uh, optional. However, you guys want to do that. Now, when we look at the, uh, the notation here, breathe and burn, the guidelines, 85% plus effort from the start with light building up in the, in the three rounds. So light building of the burn in those three rounds. So I'm going to open up there and then it's this kind of 85%, nice, steady, you know, not a, a, not an outlandish pace, but I'm going at a, a good pace. And then I'm on these three rounds, it's going to steadily build. So that's kind of the guidelines with uh, the uh, system. So Thursday, once we're finished with Wednesday, we move on to Thursday. We have uh, an opening, the warm up 500 meter row, and then 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off between air squats and bodybuilders. Because uh, we're going to go into this workout here, red door, every five minutes for five rounds, which is 25 minutes total. So every five minutes, you're going to do 20 goblet squats, eight box jumps, 
and then 20 or 15 cal row. So you can get an idea immediately of the way this is going to feel. I got my 20 goblet squats, nice and steady. I got my eight box jumps at a, at a at, for Brown, it's 30 inches and 24 inches. And then I got a 20 and 15 cal row. So you can get an idea of how long you're going to be working and then how much rest you're going to be. And the, the, the goal here um, is this is work time, sub 15 work time breathe and burn, and then API and squat endurance. So tell us a little bit about this one, Brian. Yeah, this is this is all about effort. So like, I know it says five rounds and people are kind of accustomed to pacing this a certain way, but because we have that extra rest at the end of every round, so they should be finishing two at about two and a half, three minutes um, at the most, they should be able to keep those goblet squats unbroken at a brisk pace, pretty quick box jumps. Of course, box jumps, we, we can't do super quick because then you you know maybe you'd miss and that's a whole other situation so a little bit slower on the box jumps but real crisp landing as high as you can on the box reps and then cranking it on that row so really pushing it on that row the the first two intervals as per usual and in interval workouts are going to feel pretty easy people are going to be milling around a little bit during the rest but the goal is for that round three four and five to just be not miserable but very 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 uncomfortable right? Very uncomfortable where they're having a hard time holding that initial pace they set. Um, and they're, they're really having a push on that row, uh, to, to stay consistent on their times. Now, so just really emphasizing that effort, you know, on the row particularly. Yeah. And one thing to consider here, when we take a look at this system, this is a, an energy system conversation we're about to have. Uh, mm -hmm. you see this, you know, every five minutes for five and the, the system is breathe and burn. Now within our energy system models have evolved over time. So within the aerobic power, which is VP aerobic power in that world, there's a, a, and anybody that's done any energy system study, like through OPEX or anything like that, you know, aerobic power endurance, right? Which is mm -hmm. intervals, aerobic power intervals. Yep. Now you see in the, in the map, you'll see API that's a version, right? But it was, it's with a one minute rest. And you, you know, when you're doing that, that workout, this is a varying rest, but we got to take, take into account that we're going to primarily be in this aerobic power endurance world with the burning elements of what we get with that, with that goblet squat, right? So you just, you want to pay attention to how this should feel. I should end that cow row at a nice high pace, not like full out 100%, but it's a, a, a strong high level sustainable pace that when you finish it, it warrants whatever rest you have so that you can come back yeah. and you can repeat the same level of output for the next round, right? So if we take a look here, um, the, uh, the well, actually the note here, uh, stagger starts. This is just a logistical thing. You can either sub 200 meter run for the row. If the rowers are limited, you can also stagger the starts because it's every five minutes, okay? So just keeping that in mind, the accessory on this day is Peterson step-ups, banded sidestep, Jefferson curls, lateral lunges. So there's some lower lower body stuff. Uh, rounding out this day. And then extra credit is a, a longer aerobic recovery piece. And so any uh, thoughts or additional comments that you want to uh, put on this one, Brian? Yeah, this, uh, this workout particularly is very close to lactic territory, right? We're getting to that one-to-one -one rest. If this was like two minutes on, you know, five minute rest, where we're trying to get this done as fast as you can, and then resting a little bit longer, right? Just that a little switch would push this over into a, a lactic tolerance situation or a lactic power somewhere in between those. 
So it's just important to kind of make that distinction where we have one-to-one -one rest. That's almost always going to be aerobic power, definitely on the, the, the farther end of that spectrum of aerobic power, but still one-to-one -one is aerobic power. Um, yeah. And any the, other, there's oh, a, go there's ahead, Nathan. a wide spectrum within that aerobic power endurance. So if you, mm -hmm. we don't, we don't, we haven't, we used to have a manual. I we built off this whole manual, but now we've made so many iterations with level method. I need to go back and update the manual, but within the manual, anybody that has seen that they, there's a, a spectrum within each of the energy systems. And mm -hmm. when we look at br breathe and burn, we look at anything that starts with VP is aerobic power world. Right. And so you, within the aerobic power world, this case, we have the extra P. Why would we have extra plumbing in this workout? Mainly because of those goblet squats, right? We're opening up with a big heavy set, of, well, not a heavy set, but a, a, a burning set of goblet squats. Now, because we have these rests, we're still in this aerobic power endurance world, like, uh, like Brian was saying. So yeah, very interesting stuff. When you see this, it can get confusing though, because you're like, okay, well, you know, when you look at work time, uh, work to rest ratios and all that sort of stuff, it kind of can be like, well, how does this fit in? So just so that we're, we're clear on that. Oh, here it is. So the, uh, the hey, uh, formatting is weird on your side. It's, oh, there it goes. Yeah. The, so breathe and burn. We got a uh, 90 plus percent effort on each interval with leg burn building with each round. So when we see this, you know, we're just kind of going into this good high pace, right? So high breathing pace, that goblet squat's going to burn out the gate. I got to stay focused on those box jumps because my legs are going to be fatigued. That's done on purpose, right? So making sure that someone is really set, they're not, they're not going to be slamming their shins into the box, right? So we got to make sure that we've taken the time and then you end with this calorie row that's going to be uh, at a high, uh, a high pace. So that was Thursday, Friday. We got rings. This is strict ring muscle-ups. Uh, we got ring pull-ups at, at uh, purple, elevated ring rows at blue, and then tough ring and uh, orange also elevated ring rows. And then at white and yellow, we have tough ring rows, right? So just kind of keeping in mind uh, what we're doing here, why we're doing it, but you want to review strict mus ring muscle-ups and variations, making sure everybody you know understands like at these lower levels, tough mm -hmm. ring rows or the early levels, ring rows here, elevated ring rows, false grip right? False grip. Make sure they're using false grip. I'm going to say that again, false grip, <laughs> because we want to make sure that they're prepping for those uh, strict ring muscle-ups. So it's not just a straight, oh, I'm going to do some ring rows. You're, you're using some of the technique that is uh, necessary in those ring muscle-ups. And then uh, the prep, um, review toes to, toes to rings and Russian kettlebell swing. So Brian and I were talking about this workout beforehand, a little interesting mix-up with these uh, toes to rings. Uh, but it's a descending ladder, 12, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2, toes to rings, and then heavy-ish Russian, I mean, heavy Russian kettlebell swings uh, at two times the reps. So it would go 12 toes to rings, 24 Russian swings. Now, any break that I do it incurs a penalty of burpees, right? So the burpees or bodybuilders kind of vary depending on level. Um, but at, at Brown, it's a 12 burpee penalty. 12 burpees is purposely high, right? So 12 burpees, it's going to take a <laughs> yeah. while that we're trying to incentivize people to not break, right? Do not break because you got 12 burpees and that's going to take like yeah. a good amount of time to do that. So take a little bit of time before the, you start those toes rings to make sure you can get them unbroken. Same thing with the Russian kettlebell swings. Uh, eight minutes is sub eight is the goal. Breathe and burn into full body burn. You can just kind of see how that would work as the reps start to descend. You're moving back and forth a little bit more. Uh, neurological corn kettlebells are consideration. So how'd this one go in class, Brian? 
Yeah, I think the uh, the toaster ring seems to be a little bit easier than toast to bar for some reason. I think it's just the the ability to move the rings and you can kind of meet your feet halfway. So people are able to crank these out pretty well. Um, but the the fatigue and the reason we have the every break is because mixing that with a Russian kettlebell swing, especially at that weight and those reps, since we're doing times two, so 24, 20, 16, uh, that grip is going to get real fatigued real quick, right? You can imagine... 12 toes to ring we're really cranking on those rings trying to pull pull the rings towards your toes and then you have this 70 pound kettlebell or 53 pound kettlebell for the ladies that you know that grip is going to get fatigued quick and I mean I just did 70 pound kettlebells for sets of 20 yesterday and I can tell you you know with no toes to ring still very difficult on the grip so yeah thinking about that as we're going through so as you come from the Russian kettlebell swings like Nathan said Take a quick break before you don't just grab the toes or the rings right away. That's a, that's a you know a easy easy way to get yourself stuck in burpee jail. Because if that grip goes, man, I don't even know if the twelve burpees will be enough. You know for you to to be able to come back, reset, and then go you know eight and sixteen, six and twelve. If your grip goes, you're going to be doing burpees. You're definitely going to blast through this eight minutes. Um, so be be very very careful uh, with that grip. Otherwise, it's it's, it's going to be totally fine. This workout's not too bad if you're able to maintain that, that grip fatigue or manage the grip fatigue rather. So unbroken sets, quick rest in between. And then as you get down into the single digits, you can kind of push the pace a little bit. There's a little less risk of, of failure, uh, but being a little more careful, particularly in those first two rounds, that 12 and 10 round, uh, you can get yourself in some deep water if you're not careful. Yeah. So grip as a primary idea on this one, managing grip fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll notice ring leg raises at the at orange and blue. If you're, if you don't have uh, rings, right. So if rings are limited, go to bar variations, right. So just make sure you're just paying attention to that. You might have to go to the bar. Not everybody yeah. has a whole bunch of sets of rings. And if that's the case for you, just change this to be, you know, bar like raises. And if you have uh, a select few people that you have enough rings to do it, you can have them do that. So um, extra do you think credit- grip fatigue would be different on the bar? We didn't have anyone go to the bar, but just out of curiosity, what do you think? Yeah, do you think, think it'd be about I the think, same? I think it's both. I mean, with the, it might even be a little bit easy on the rings because you can turn your, your hand and you yeah. get it better by, instead of being forced into- Anatomical the, position, yeah. Right, I, it's like a little bit easier. So yeah, just, just be aware that this is very grippy, this workout. Uh, yeah, pinky ring regardless right? pinky ring is the is the name of the game here uh that's and then pretty, mo- that's like a good one right yeah that was pretty i'm very proud <laughs> the of the pinky one. ring is going to get fatigued this is the, yeah, uh, so <laughs> mo- mobility uh for the extra credit coach stretch or coach stretch that's a new stretch that you got to do but couch stretch pigeon seated straddle and tricep and lat stretch right One minute each again very variable here but you know getting this dedicated time for extra credit is super important now, this breathe and burn to full body in terms of the system, heavy breathing and burning in the early rounds with intensity ramping up as reps drop, right? So pretty, I want to make sure that I'm breathing, I'm managing that grip fatigue. And as it's, uh, as the intensity is, as the uh, reps are dropping, I'm moving, you know, faster. I don't have to worry so much about doing those sets. I'm broken because the reps are getting less. I mean, I still have to worry about it, but the, because they're getting less, it's easier to achieve. Yeah. Um, and just okay. a, a preface on this too. I added this into bre- full body burn after we tested in, in class. So it was just breathe and burn. But, it, you know, after a few classes, I saw some people laying on the ground. So that's where that full body burn comes from is the, the testing. 
yeah, kind of right. a little, a little uh, addition. Yeah, people, there. Yeah, so, people were cranking okay. it. Saturday, uh, Nancy is the uh, the workout 400 meter run. Everybody knows this workout: 15 overhead squats, 95, 65, five rounds of that. At the earlier levels, we got 200 meter run and uh, overhead squats with PVC at white, right? Yellow, we bumping it back up to 400. We got 12 overhead squats with lightweight. So keeping in mind that running overhead squats, when we take a look at the uh, warm up pass throughs, behind the neck press, wall squats and then leg swings each way, getting everything set because we're going to review overhead squats and practice them, right? We got 15 minutes, uh, making sure that everybody's in these, this super solid position. You want to accumulate at least 20 reps with a PVC pipe and 10 reps with a barbell before adding weight, empty barbell, right? So just getting some good uh, reps in to just get everything situated, ready to do this workout. The goal is sub 18, breathe and burn is the system and then flexibility and squat endurance. Now we we know how Nancy goes, but anything that you saw, Brian, or any notes that we just want to talk about? I think the most important thing is the movement review. Actually, just if, if people are warmed up properly, this workout will go very smooth. I think the biggest problem people run into with overhead squats is the, you know, the, the shoulders aren't ready. We're not warmed up enough to get into that really intense position so take that's why we have 15 minutes here right you have 15 minutes all overhead squats running is a little bit of an afterthought in this workout for most people so really making sure that people are prepared for the overhead squats so they can keep these unbroken and pretty smooth and then the run uh, can kind of become a factor then and they can start to to think about pacing there but usually what happens in this workout is that people are struggling on 15 reps overhead squats using the run as a rest and a break between the overhead squats um, and that, that's really how, how it should be done in the early rounds is real steady on the run, making sure we can keep those overhead squats unbroken. And then as you get into the fourth and fifth round, pushing the run just a little bit more and then testing, you know, that overhead squat endurance a little bit, um, but, but still trying to maintain unbroken sets. If you do break, it should be like a quick two, three seconds, shake the arms out, put that barbell right back up and, and get it going because we do want to stay in that breathe and burn system so that that means you know heart rate is high like we've been talking about and we're just building that that burn in the legs with every round so we don't want to slow down too much there and that you know that nancy 75 overhead squats right is a is a good, good amount one. of overhead squats so to round out this session, we're doing some shoulder accessory, right? So YTWs, banded internal rotations, prisoner rotations, again, three to four sets for quality. If that's two sets, if it's one set, that's okay. But after doing all these overhead squats, we're just kind of getting the shoulders, helping them out a little bit, right? Getting some of this, uh, some of these, uh, the rehab, prehab type movements in. Um, and then extra credit, we got 200 meter front rack carry, on the heavy side, whatever you consider heavy to be, uh, again, this is extra credit. This is more on the durability, but I'm going to carry uh, front rack, carry whatever I can for 200 meters, any break that I got to put those uh, kettlebells down or whatever I'm carrying um, 10 diamond pushups. Right. So, and then obviously with those 10 adjusting, if it needs to be less or whatever you need to do. Um, but this is just sort of rounding out. So uh, any mm -hmm. comments on shoulder accessory or extra credit? Yeah, just keeping the YTWs even with no weight today because of those overhead squats we just did. If you if you have people super proficient and they have pretty strong um, structure in their shoulder, they can add some weight to the YTW. But like Nathan was saying, this is very much a rehab kind of recovery type of type of situation for the overhead squats because they just, you know, 
that's a that's a ton of overheads not a ton but enough overhead squats to to make a difference so yeah, really sure. treat this as rehab and, and super chill very relaxed um a movement here chill but focused right yeah chill but like, we don't want to you don't want to feel like you're struggling is what i mean right like we don't want to grind through ytws and heavy banded internal rotations after overhead right. squats like keep it super light like no stress right exactly cool um okay so that rounds out uh the saturday finishes the week um great week here if you have any questions please let us know and uh we will see you next week any last words brian no, but thank you. You got it all, man. See you guys Sweet. next week. See you guys next week.